Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. It is a Monday in an unusually warm December here in Indiana that's starting to get a wee bit colder. Now over the weekend, probably like a lot of you, I watched the latest episode of Disney's The Mandalorian. That's right, The Mandalorian. Isn't Baby Yoda, or should I say Grogu, cute? Well, in the last episode, there was a scene that to me was very poignant with the times that we are in, where Miggs Mayfield and the Mandalorian are trying to drive into that base to access a terminal so they can find out where Moff Gideon is. And as they're driving along, Miggs Mayfield makes the point that You know, Mandalorian, you might say you've got this strict code and act like you got firmer beliefs than anybody else, but everybody has got a line in the sand that they'll cross. Everybody, you get pushed far enough, you'll do things that you'd say you'd never do. And in that episode later on, the Mandalorian, his code, do not take off your helmet, he takes it off. He takes it off because... Also part of his code is follow through on your promises. And he said, I'm going to find that child and protect it. To do that, he had to take the helmet off. A lot of times that's why we cross lines, isn't it? To protect things, to serve things, to fight for things that we think have a greater value. Lines are being tested. You know, I see people upset with the direction of our country arguing with each other. What should we do about it? What line are you willing to cross? When do things get so bad that you stand up, you speak up, you fight, whatever? I think the problem is our country has allowed so many lines to be crossed. We are so far from what we were intended to be. In a sense, we are in a territory that our Constitution and our country is not really prepared to deal with. And what is that? It is the fact that, like it or not, whatever side of the equation you are on, Republican, Democrat, Independent, our government has become enormous. It thinks it can do whatever it wants. And when it has that power, people want to take advantage of that power, whatever your political persuasion. You want it to do what you want it to do. Now, I found this quote from the Cato Institute, sort of a think tank for independent thinking. This is their mission statement. The mission of the Cato Institute is to originate, disseminate, and increase understanding of public policies based on the principles of individual liberty, limited government, free markets, and peace. Our vision is to create free, open, and civil societies founded on libertarian principles. Now, here's what they said, sort of their opening page when they're talking about what they do and the other kind of articles you can read and research. But There's an article in there and it's talking about the growth of government spending, particularly since World War II, where across the globe, especially in Western societies, after World War II, 
this idea that government needs to do more, government needs to intervene more, government needs to keep depressions from happening, government needs to keep wars from happening. They grew. And what the Cato Institute has found in America, there is no general evidence that the growth of government spending depends on the party in office. Republicans just spend the money on different things than Democrats. And a lot of things they both spend money on. And it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then when you've got all the money, you got all the power. And you can do what you want. And when people are depending on their Social Security payments, when they're depending on the government to run their schools, think how many people are employed by the government. State government, local government, federal government how big the military is, schools, I mean, everything. We think we're free, and I'm not sure if we're free. I'm not sure if we're free. Now, what would the founders say? What, what did the founders warn about big government, about individual rights? What might their point of view be about the time that we live in when government can say what you have to wear in public, where you can eat? where you can worship for whatever reason, really, because it's never happened before today, none of that stuff before today. What would they say about it? John Adams from 1765, liberty must at all hazards be supported. We have a right to it derived from our maker. But if we had not, our fathers have earned and bought it for us at the expense of their ease, their estates, their pleasure, and their blood. Freedom was so important to men like John Adams, they were willing to give up things, to risk things, from their property to their blood. Because without freedom, you have tyranny. Because once you give someone power, they want more and more and more and more power. And it don't matter if it's a democracy or a dictatorship or a king. James Madison from 1792. In Europe, charters of liberty have been granted by power. America has set the example of charters of power granted by liberty. This revolution in the practice of the world may, with an honest praise, be pronounced the most triumphant epoch of its history and the most consoling presage of its happiness. 1792, James Madison, he looks around at Europe, and what does he say? The people there only get the liberty that the government gives them. But in America, liberty is what grants the power. Liberty comes first. Not anymore. I own I am not a friend to a very energetic government. It is always oppressive. Thomas Jefferson, 1787. I own I am not a friend to a very energetic government. It is always oppressive. See, folks, do I think a mask slows down the spread of COVID? Probably, but not much. Studies I've seen have shown at most 2%, and that's the rate of spread. There's no study I've seen that definitively said that slowing down the rate of sp spread means you're going to have less dead people. And then that gets in the whole conversation of what's a COVID death. But I'm sure it has a minimal impact. Here's my problem with it. i got no problem with people wearing masks. You want to wear a mask? Great. I'm all for it. Wear a mask. But for the government to tell people you're going to wear a mask and then to act like it's got a greater impact than 2%, and to raise fear. And if it stopped there, I might not even have a problem with it. But it didn't stop there. See, the danger 
is not with masks. It's not my opinion of the science. The danger is what has obviously happened since then. More and more lockdowns, more and more use of power that's not going to go away. I mean, they just said the other day that we'll need to be wear masks even when there's a vaccine. Bill Gates said things should be shut down to 2022. Think about that. Think, think what government becoming so powerful, it can literally do whatever it wants. Because if it can tell you you can't run your business, if it can tell you you can't go to church, if it can tell you you can't go outside without wearing a mask, what can it tell you? And then it gets abused. Walmart is open and churches are closed. Small businesses are shut down and Target looks like a cattle yard of people. I mean, just last night, my wife and I went to Panera. It was empty. There was three people dining in the entire place. Everybody working was behind plastic. I was going to order. I was being polite. I had my mask on. My wife didn't have hers. She says, the late girl says, can you take, put a mask on, ma'am? I was like, why? Well, you got to have a mask on until you sit down. There's nobody within 20 feet of us except the workers who got masks and are behind plastic. My wife says, I don't have a mask with me. The wife says, well, you can't order. I go, okay, I tell you what, I'll order, and honey, you go sit down 10 feet over there at that table without your mask, and then I'll order. So my wife moves 10 feet, sits down, and she lets us order. (gasps) Did COVID hear that? Did the virus hear that? Did it act differently? Idiots! And why have we been led to such stupidity? Because we allowed government to have the power to tell us. You can't take care of yourself, so we got to tell you how to put your kids in school and not put them in school or wear a mask and not wear a mask and how far to stand from each other. And we're going to make you do it. Who cares what stupid idiocy will come from that? James Madison knew it. I own, I am not a friend to a very energetic government. It is always oppressive. That was oppressive last night. Thomas Jefferson in 1801, a wise and frugal government, which shall leave men free to regulate their own pursuits of industry and improvement, and shall not take from the mouth of labor the bread it has earned. This is the sum of good government. Okay, so what did Thomas Jefferson in his inaugural address in ATO1 say? Government is the one that leaves people free to regulate their own industry and improvements, and shall not take from the mouth of labor the bread it has earned. That's the opposite of our reaction to COVID. Thomas Jefferson would have said, people, here's all the information you need to know on this. Here's what we recommend. Go do it. And people would take care of themselves. I'm certain of it. I'm certain of it. I'm certain we would take care of ourselves just as well as the government telling us what to do. And I'm certain that Thomas Jefferson would agree. And any of you that think someone who says This mask mandate is stupid, and thus we think masks don't work and we don't listen to science. You're an idiot. You're not listening to us. We think there's probably a better way. We think there's probably a better way to stay safe. That if people were informed and they were equipped and communities had to take care of each other and they saw the result in their communities, they would probably do it. It's like my Uncle Luke says, family can take better of family than government can. And it's true. And that's what good government does. Yet, when elections become nothing more than a popularity contest, part of the media takes one side, another part of the media takes another side, and you don't know what to trust, you end up with a government that both sides just promise people things, which ensures things are going to get bigger. 
Now, why do I say all that? Why did I bring up the Mandalorian? Why did I talk about where our country came from, what it was based upon? Because I got a question for you. Where is your line in the sand? And when you get there, what are you going to do about it? Will you stand up or will you shrink away? My wife said in an empty restaurant, I'm not putting a mask on. Maybe if more people did it, we'd get more common sense. I think there's situations you should be wearing a mask. I think there are plenty of smart things we should be doing. But where's your line in the sand? With anything, really. And forget about COVID. You let government get huge. You let government get powerful. We, as a people, allowed them to take advantage of our wants and our needs and desires I want to end with a little quote from Henry David Thoreau, writer of the book Walden, about being in nature. Many of you probably read it. And the essay, Civil Disobedience. He was appalled at that time by the taxes he had to pay, which are nothing, by the way, compared to us, what we have to pay. No income taxes. In his essay, Civil Disobedience, which a lot of you probably heard of but haven't read, where maybe you read Walden in school, he argues that individuals should not permit governments to overrule or atrophy their conscience and that they have a duty to avoid allowing such acquiescence to enable the government to make them agents of injustice. That when you see injustice, when you are told to act against your conscience, you are to rise up. He was a huge influence on people like Martin Luther King Jr. He taught civil disobedience. It doesn't mean go crazy and start shooting people. Henry David Thoreau, he just didn't pay his taxes. Civil rights movement, they rode a bus they weren't supposed to. They all came to a line that they said they wouldn't cross, and they crossed it. From On the Duty of Civil Disobedience by Henry David Thoreau. Listen carefully. Listen close. If you're listening with a friend or a loved one or alone, Turn up the volume a little bit. Get a little bit closer to the computer. This is really important. Henry David Thoreau from On the Duty of Civil Disobedience. I was not born to be forced. I will breathe after my own fashion. Let us see who is the strongest. I was not born to be forced. I will breathe after my own fashion Let us see who is the strongest. My friend, where is your line in the sand? When will you protect it? When will you be willing to cross it? When will you stand up for what you know is right? Maybe that day is today. I'm your host, Silouan. Until tomorrow, be well. Aim high. Spread your wings and keep your eyes on the things that matter. I'm your host, Silouan. Peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. 
Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.